sick on cinema, the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Hello everybody and welcome to episode two of Sick on Cinema. I am one of your hosts, John. I'm your other host, Matt. And we've got microphones. Yeah, and you're probably going to hear me ruffle around this around a little bit because <laughs> I, can't, I can't stay still. <laughs> Yeah, so we don't have mic stands, so it seems like every every episode we're doing, we're slowly but surely piecing together <laughs> the progression of the show. Uh, so what are we doing today, Matt? We're doing mockumentary serial killer movies. Or easily, you could say it easier by saying uh, fake serial killer documentaries. Yeah, but that's what it says on our poster, so. <laughs> um, the movies are I Am No One by Jason Hoover. Man Bites Dog, mm-hmm. and uh, The Poughkeepsie Tapes. The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Um, yeah. I mean, these are interesting films. I, personally, am a huge fan of serial killers. Yeah. Or um, maybe I shouldn't say it exactly like that. <laughs> I mean, probably the best way to put it. Probably like, a f- a like it, they keep keep your interest. I'm fascinated by yeah. the, the, the serial killers. The... People like the Ted Bundy, the Ted Bundys, and, and the Jeffrey Doombers, <laughs> and, and I'm a big fan of the Jeffrey <laughs> Doombers. Whoa! <laughs> I don't even know what you said right there. Um, so yeah, before we get, as always, as always, we're only on episode two. Let's talk about episode one just a bit, okay? Uh, if you listen to episode one, we really appreciate it. However, I have yet to figure out a way to check my statistics on iTunes, <laughs> so that's a big problem because. <laughs> We're we're just a couple of, you know, couple of people that live out in the woods. We don't we, we don't know how this technology stuff works. I barely function on a day to day basis, <laughs> let alone run a podcast. <laughs> um, but if you're enjoying it, we much appreciate that. And our original plans was to upload the first episode to YouTube, and that never worked. <laughs> no, it didn't work because YouTube sucks. YouTube does suck, indeed. Um, Hopefully, they don't, spon- they don't sponsor us in the future. <laughs> and like, I don't sponsor anyone nowadays. Yeah, but. right. Um, but if you if you got any comments, questions, suggestions, want to help us out, email us. That's gonna be the best way to get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah. Sick on cinema at gmail. Dot com. Give us suggestions for episodes. Yes. We're going to need them. Yeah, we have pretty much an entire list somewhere. I don't know. I think it's over there. Hopefully we find it. <laughs> I think it's right there. We have like 20 ideas for episodes already. Yeah, which is good. I hope that's not I hope that's not a little bit too much behind the scenes. But nah. Yeah. I like behind the scenes shit. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Feces. So what have you, you been up to, Matt, before we get into these movies? Um... No, not much. I mean, there's been things that went on in my life recently that were <laughs> not so good, but <laughs> I mean, I'm um, all right. You're on spring break. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. What are you messing with the Xbox for? Because it turned that shit off. Hopefully that you didn't hear that. But um, Yeah, I mean, I've just been doing the usual stuff. we got inventory coming up at my store. Oh, this is great. I'm working... I'm normally part-time, but right now I'm working almost 40 hours a week. <laughs> oh, man. So I literally just watched Man Bites Dog today. L- literally, as soon <laughs> as you're hearing this, he finished it. I finished Man Bites Dog. <laughs> and I finished pretty much all these movies in the span of 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a very lazy person. 
Um, so you want to go ahead and just get into these? Sure. Oh, well, before I do that, you're talking about uh, the fuck on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're talking about you, you have like what's it called at work? Inventory. Yeah, inventory. Mm-hmm. At least we have to do it. Our our friend and family member Robbie has to do. No, oh. he has to do the he has to do the Walmart chant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that video. I was <laughs> that guy is like, come on everybody, we are we are Walmart. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, if you're listening to this, I'm so for you. sorry. Yeah. Um, speaking of I, uh, I am no one. I is no one. That might be the worst. Uh, transition in the history of podcasts, but uh, <laughs> so I am no one from 2013, directed by the mighty Jason Hoover at Jab Pictures. Jab Pictures, check, check them out. Absolutely. If you don't know who Jason Hoover is, like you said, Jab Pictures, uh, he's the guy behind that. They do an awesome series. I don't know if it's still going or if it ended, uh, but it was a series called The Collective. Very good series. Uh, and what it was was just a series of short films where it was like so many short films by so many directors all about a uh, similar subject. Like one is a box. They have to make a short film based off this little cardboard box. Yeah. And uh, so, no, that was me this time. I'm ruffling the mic. Uh, the no. co- so, yeah, you know, the co- and this came from The Collective. Yeah, this is one of the films he put on there himself. Yes. I can't exactly remember what volume it is. Um, If not, if we can find out, we will tell you. But mm. I guarantee that will not be in this episode. Uh, probably not. <laughs> if we can, if we remember by then, we'll update you in the next one, I guess. Right. Um, uh, oh, and speaking of that, real quick before we get into time, no one. Okay. I was contacted on Instagram Okay. by a gentleman who made a documentary about the angel's melancholy. Oh, yeah. Uh. So go check this out. It's called Revisiting uh, Angles de Melancholy. You know, the German title. De melancholy. Yeah, Melancholy der Angel, I believe is what it is. Yeah. Revisiting Ang- uh, Melancholy der Angel. Go check that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, he may have done a better job than I did <laughs> talking about it. But. True. Uh, anyways, back to I Am No One. Uh, so this came from a short done by Mr. Hoover on one of the collectives. And what this is is... Uh, Jason Hoover plays himself, pretty much, and he meets this man named Charles Lake. Yes. Which I believe is a combination of Leonard Lake and Charles Ng, two <laughs> yeah. notorious serial killers, uh, put together. And in uh, he meets up with him, and he's talking to him about how he likes horror movies and stuff like that, and Charles Lake's like, if you want to see something really scary, you should follow me for a couple days. <laughs> and... Uh, he does, and lo and behold, he's making a documentary. <laughs> yeah. About a serial killer. I swear to God, that bug doesn't go away. <laughs> so right off the bat, the first thing that catches me in this film is that, uh, and I wrote this down because I was like, wow, is that Charles Lake spends $350 for porn <laughs> magazines. I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> I put... $350 for porn magazines is a lot. <laughs> now, my, in my note, and I quote, and let, me, let me pull it up here because I did mine digitally. You did mm. yours on the good old paper and pen. Pen and paper is where you go because it's a lot easier to pull that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said the, the, first, the only thing I said about it was that's a lot of porn. That's a lot. And in this and like this was 2013. It's not that long ago. No. Let, you know, why don't you just get online? <laughs> yeah, why don't you just use the power of Google? Yeah. Uh, 
Charles Lake, the guy that plays Charles Lake, who does a good job in this movie, by oh, the way. Yeah, very good. I, I, I believe he looks to me like just your normal like he's got tattoos and he's got his hat backwards, so he's not like your average guy. But he looks like the average dude that would come buy a pack of smokes <laughs> at a dollar store, <laughs> you know, like yeah. And like, there's moments in this movie, his outfits with the hat backwards. I don't know why, but it reminded me of. Uh, Fred Durst from <laughs> uh, yeah. He also has the little soul patch. Yeah, the, yeah, that's which is like wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's like someone is really holding on to that Fred Durst look. <laughs> so the majority of the film is just consists of interviews with Charles Lake, done by Jason Hoover, as he kind of just kind of explains uh, his psyche. Yeah, and one of the things I tried to do while watching these films was uh, try to categorize these killers. Yeah. Um... I did. I didn't try to like categorize them necessarily, but I was just trying to like think how they were thinking. I guess. Mm-hmm. And in one of the other ones coming on, it's kind of hard to do that because. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, he is the hardest one because there's two kinds of serial killers. There's process and there's product. Yeah. Process are killers that love the process. They like to kill. Mm-hmm. And product killers, they don't necessarily like to kill, but they get something from it. Yeah. And he was the hardest one to kind of like put into one of those two categories. He's definitely an organized killer. Mm-hmm. Like He plans out his stuff. Yeah, he seems to plan out. We only see him do the deed twice, but the way yeah. he talks about it is, you know, there's a scene in particular where he's like, you know, I feel like I don't choose a victim, they choose me. Yeah, and they're like, and he, and he, and he says... Maybe, maybe they knew they wanted the die and just didn't know it. Exactly. So he's definitely an organized killer. Uh, but I'm going to say that he is a product killer. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you. However, he is a pathological liar for absolute sure. He's a very he's a sociopath as well. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Never see him smile. Well, I don't know about that. Well, because he does like, he's like, <laughs> the little like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that dickhead <laughs> smile, as I like to call it. <laughs> 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 oh, God, was that? But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he's a product killer. Because, like, in the film, he does talk about the fact that, like, he's not necessarily, he doesn't necessarily love killing. It's However, he's also, like I said, he's also a pathological liar. Because you can catch him in his lies in this film, which and I think is really cool. I think that's yeah. a really good writing by Jason Hoover. Because me, me and you talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, you caught you caught on something that I didn't actually catch on very well, and it was the fact that he said he had a great childhood in mm-hmm. this all American family. Yeah, and, he, and apparently his childhood was actually abusive. Yeah, he's like, there's a scene in the movie where he's talking about his 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 mom and dad. Sorry about the rough one. <laughs> we just got to ignore the rough one for now. Um, he's talking about his mom and dad, and he's like, oh, you know, I had the all American dad and the all American mom, and like, and he's like, you know, nothing ever really happened. It was pretty mundane. And then later, he talks about the fact that like, he's like, I was in high school when he became abusive to my mother. Yeah, and uh. You know, he insinuates that he killed his dad. Yeah, and something else in the in the movie is there's one black screen that pops up, and it's never really done more than once. And it says, he told me not to bring up the ranch again. The ra- I have that exactly thing written down in my note. And I was confused what the ranch was. Well, he talks about in the film 
that at some point he went to this ranch. Yeah. In his youth. I don't know whether it'd be his teenage years or his uh young adult or whatever. And uh he kinda Hoover's character's like, Well, what happened? And he's like, Well, we'll just say thing it didn't end up well. And then like the screen goes black and it comes up that and he tells him not to ever ask about the ranch again. Yeah. Which I think is a cool touch because it adds this little bit of mystery. And you're like, Well, what happened at the ranch? Yeah, and it, it definitely intrigues your curiosity in mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, another thing I really liked about his character is he has a lottery addiction. Yeah, he has... Uh, I apologize. <laughs> he has a ton of lottery tickets in this movie. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a problem, you know. It's just an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting touch to it because, like, you know... Much like killing, he has these many vices. Yeah, you know, and, and this lot, and he equates in a lot of ways he equates lottery to um, this audio is going to be all over the place because yeah. we don't have mic stands, so we're getting further and closer. <laughs> uh, but anyways, there's, there's be a lot of times where you're going to hear me like from all the way down here, and like all the way like right here. Um, but anyways, the lottery ticket thing, you know, he's he. He has this other addiction, you know what I mean, and he equates it a lot to like killing. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, I just really like the uh, that aspect of the film. Yeah, and a scene that made me made me laugh a little bit was the the climax of two X's. Again, that's my next thing yeah. in my notes. This is fascinating that we have like this close. <laughs> yeah, he works for this company, the the, <laughs> the, the, the Calimax. With two X's, which is like this <laughs> diet supplement, and like the scene's a bit long. I think it goes on just a bit too much. Yeah, a little bit. Because the base of the scene is like it's him uh, trying to sell this over the phone. He's a telemarketer, it, but it is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. Like he's taking a shit during one of them. <laughs> yeah, and he's like making food during one. And also later on, he's he's talking trash about it pretty much. He's like. You know, these people are dumb. They can just go exercise and they'll lose weight. This I don't even, I don't care if this kills people. <laughs> right. Um Yeah, that scene was really fun. Kinda and I like that too because it shows uh you know, Hoover does a really good job of kinda showing this guy is kinda like your every guy. Yeah. You know, he's not I mean he's kind of a scumbag, but he's not no different than your average scumbag until he starts murdering. Also like another scene that that stuck out and it shows like like the awkwardness of a serial killer is the scene where they're, I guess I can say like the art display. Oh, like the uh, the big bean thing in yeah. Chicago, which is all takes place in Chicago. Yeah, and there's a bunch of like girls like taking pictures and stuff, and he just like walks around all awkwardly, not not knowing what to really do. I took it as almost like he's staring them down. Yeah, yeah, in a way, like he's like like looking at them and like trying not to. He's trying to decide yeah. if they're worthy or not. You know. Yeah. Uh, so as the film progresses, uh, we see this ritual that he does. Apparently before he commits a act of murder, he goes to some place, takes a Barbie doll, yeah. and kind of dismembers it. Like, in the in the, the scene, there's a guy in the bathroom while he's doing it. He just calmly washes his hands and walks out. And yeah, it, and they blur his face, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure like if that was actually someone that's supposed to be in the movie. 
Like you may know. I don't. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think so. I think that's just some dude that's washing his hands, <laughs> which is fa- awesome. I think you know it, it's quite fascinating because you know it has this bit, a bit of realism. You know, yeah, this guy's just in the corner smashing up a goddamn Barbie doll for no reason. Which, if you live in a place like like you know a big city like Chicago, you're probably used to, not used, but you're probably like you expect every once in a while you're gonna see some weird shit. You know, probably more in Florida. <laughs> that's true. Um, I mean, you can literally Google Florida man, and you get a bunch of like right <laughs> crazy stories. Yeah. I I had a bit of a problem with the Barbie thing because I'm like, what is this? Because he doesn't like in the movie, his victims don't seem to be women. No, it's guys, <laughs> fat guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> oh God, he, he's coming after us next. But you know, you know, it's sure it's like it adds a bit of mystique to him. Adds like, well, what is he doing? Yeah. But it just, I don't know, I didn't feel like it made a lot of sense. I mean, at the same time, you think about it, you think about it like this, though. A lot of serial killers do things that don't make sense. That's true. And they just do it to do it. Um, and he said not to ask questions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like that, too. Yeah. Because, like, he comes off like almost like this, like, I wouldn't say he's likable, necessarily. He's, in a way, he seems a little, like relatable in a way, I guess. Yeah. But he gets these moments where he's like, don't ask questions. Yeah. You know, don't talk about this. Don't talk to me. That it makes him intimidating. Yeah, very. Um, Hoover also knows how to shoot the city. Oh, my God. There's some really cool shots in this movie. His, his like, shots of the scenery in the city is fantastic. Especially during the scene that we were talking about earlier with the girls. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many good shots there. It's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Hoover's a good director, man. Oh, yeah. I, I hope uh, he goes far in the indie scene. You know, he's 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 really kind of underrated. You know, when it comes to like the big names in the independent scene. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, when you watch his stuff, like the Collective and this, and he also has a couple other short films. He's just a he's just got an eye that I think a lot of other indie filmmakers don't have. You know. So I hate to get, I hate to get off topic. It's kind of still on topic, but at the same time, like I noticed his his picture for his company has Bud Dwyer. In Bud it. Dwyer, yeah. Um, One thing I would uh, recommend from Mister Hoover and Jab Pictures <laughs> is the logo that starts that DVD off is like ear rape. <laughs> oh my god! Like you have like when you put a Jab Pictures DVD in, you have to turn the volume down immediately. <laughs> yeah, it, it kills it kills your ears. So you know. All you see is Bud Dwyer's face and the words jab pictures. And this woman screaming. She's like, Wah! And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh God. I do like the logo. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, another really cool part of the film is he's doing this interview and he's talking about how he can be invisible. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like how he's got multiple driver's licenses, multiple birth certificates, you know, all these things, like how he can easily just disappear. And there's a line that stuck out to me that I think is actually super true for when it comes to a lot of serial killers, when he's like, cops are too busy. Yeah. And especially in a big city, of course, we don't live in a big city. Yeah. But even here, I mean, it's true yeah. even here, you know. People can just go off the radar for so long. And, we, I mean, there could be... A serial killer living next to us, yeah. for all we know. I mean, they can hide in plain day a lot of times because there's so much stuff going on, and when you look at the ratio of people to cops, I mean, it's easy. Like It can be easy to just stay out of the limelight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you're killing people who are considered lesser dead, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Which, if you don't know what lesser dead is, it's, prostitutes, yeah. stuff like that, you know? 
Um, you know, he tries to rationalize his thing by saying that like, he has to do it. Yeah. Whether or not that's true or not, I, you know, like I said, he's a pathological liar. Uh, so eventually we get to a scene in the movie where uh, he finally kills somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just down next to this guy, and he's like, do you got a cigarette I can borrow? Beats him over the head with a rock. <laughs> it, it's, like, it, you don't see a lot at the, the very beginning of that scene. Right. But just how it's implied. The way it's framed. Yeah. And, it's, I, I, too, it's like, you know, it's at that point where you realize that Hoover didn't believe this guy. No, he didn't, he didn't believe what he was saying. Because he's like, I got to see. I've got to see. You know what I mean? Why did mm-hmm. you do this? And he's like, what do you mean, why did I do this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought that was a really cool touch, you know? It would have been really easy. Like, the rest of the movies, like, we, Man Bites Dog, they know they're following a killer. Yeah. And you know, this one, this guy, like, Hoover comes off, he's like, I thought this guy was full of shit. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm looking at a dead body. And he, he can't believe it. Right. And that leads to the finale, which I think is absolutely awesome. It's a great way, it's a great touch to end this movie. Yeah. He, like, um, so... You know, we're going to spoil a little bit. Well, I mean, by one of our listeners who's a good friend of ours. Yeah. He said just to go out and say it. <laughs> yeah, but what we'll do is, like, spoil alert, skip ahead. And it's not really a spo- Like, these movies are, like, they're not really spoilable. Because it, it's more about yeah. the experience of watching it than it is about... Yeah, I think the last one we're going to cover is spoiler-esque. It, yeah, probably. So we're probably not going to go... In, Super like, in detail, yeah. but in this one, it's all right, I feel like. So Hoover shows up at Lake's house. And he's covered in blood. Covered in blood, and he's got a knife, and he's like, come on in. And he shows and he, him what happened, what he did. Yeah, and also something that, that sticks out to me in this scene, before he walks in, is how much he hesitates to walk in, because he doesn't know, and he's scared to, of what he's going to see. And what he's going to do. Yeah. You know, like... He's going to kill him. Right? Like, at this point, like, Charles Lake is different than he is in the rest of the movie. Like, he he's unhinged. He's went crazy. Like, you really see him at, like, his truest, purest, like, maniac form in this scene. But it's also very subdued, which I thought was a really good performance by the guy. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, you know, last night you wanted to play, you know, badass filmmaker. Get yeah. close. You know, get closer. He's like, uh, and then Hoover's like, I, I don't want to I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I, I love that scene. That scene is so good. Yeah, and, the, and uh, Charles... Comes off very intimidating in the scene, mm-hmm. and then Hoover just walks away, mm-hmm. which is great. And then, then fade to black, and there's that great where it's like, I I didn't hear from Charles after this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's really creepy because it's like, where's he at? What's he doing? You're now connected to this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? At any point, he can show back up. I kind of got I kind of got goosebumps just thinking about that. Right. I mean, yeah. it's such a good idea, and then it has the Charles like. Hotline. Hotline. Did you, you try? Did you try to call? I that? did not. I was too intimidated to try to call it. And figured that something <laughs> weird would happen. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I don't want to call like some kind of weird like some answer. Be like, hello. Like, oh, sh-. <laughs> like, like yeah. This is Charles. I'm like, oh, hang up. <laughs> but yeah, overall, man, I am no one's a real. It's a bit slow. Yeah. I mean, you gotta stick with it. You gotta, you gotta enjoy the the ride. Um, but man, it's just a really cool. Yeah. Take on a genre that's been done. You know what I mean? The thing like about this movie compared to the rest that we're going to talk about today, I feel like this one's the more realistic. Um, yeah. Because there's things about the other two. Yeah, put it in your mouth when you talk. Sorry, I got, I got a leg itch. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't scratch the, the, thing the mic's in it. 
but there's things about the other ones that are not so realistic to me. In particular, Man Bites Dog. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll Man Bites we'll, Yeah, but I love Man Bites Dog. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. I'm no one. <laughs> but, but with this movie, like, there, it's, I feel like it's, uh, blah, 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 blah. My tongue got tied. <laughs> <laughs> realistic. It's. I think it's the most realistic out of these, in my opinion. I, I can agree with that. Uh, and you know they all have aspects of like, yeah, that, I can see that. Mm. Man by dog, like I said, is a little more ridiculous, but it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just a cool movie, man. It's. Just, the first time I watched it, I was like, I didn't really know what to expect. I liked the short film. Yeah, I did too. But I was like, where is this going to go? And it's it's more of what the short is. Mm. And maybe some people be like, it's boring. I don't know. Um, I never was bored. The, this movie, in a way, it's not as long as the movie I'm going to compare it to. Hmm. Remind me a lot of Audition. Because Audition, it, from the from the beginning to the end, like it, a lot of it's like the, the setup. Yeah, it's all about setup. The only thing about audition is it's like two hours long. Yeah, and this movie's like seventy minutes. Well, you know, here's another thing: it says seventy minutes, but I'm pretty sure it clocks in like sixty. Yeah. So I don't know where that extra ten minutes is. I want it. Yeah, Mister Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's all about that payoff. Yeah. And I feel the last thing this movie is worth the wait. I it's agree. creepy. It's unnerving. You know, and like like you said, it gave you chills just thinking about it, and that's a sign of a great scene. A great, it's a great movie all around. Yeah, it's a very solid movie. You can pick it up for pretty cheap from uh, Jab Pictures. Go go get a collective series. Go check out Jab. Check out Jab Pictures. They're they're really good. Anybody that has Bud Dwyer and logos, <laughs> it's okay by me. <laughs> it's okay with me. So we're gonna go. We're gonna take the machine time machine back. From 2013 to 1992. Wow, I didn't know this movie was that. Was that? I know right. this is crazy because like this is a movie that would be imitated by Multiple so many times. other movies. You know what I mean? And in particular, uh, Joe Lynch, who does a podcast with Adam Green, the movie yeah. Crypt, which is a very good podcast. Uh, he's also part of the show Hollis. Then he's worked on, you know, countless other movies. You know, Wrong Turn Two was kind of his breakout. Yeah. Uh, he made a short film that's literally a remake of this of Man, of Man Bot's Dog, and spoiler alert: at the end you find out that the guy's Venom. Yeah. So it's Man Bot's Dog, but they're following Venom, mm-hmm. which was cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Man Bot's Dog. What is Man Bot's Dog? It's a trash bag scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I thought somebody was standing there. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Anyways, what it's is Man Bot's like. Dog? <laughs> Man Bot's Dog is one of the most infamous movies. When you look at a list of most disturbing films, you're more than likely going to see Man Bot's Dog. Yeah, and you compared it to a movie that I actually haven't seen yet and we'll probably cover on this show. Um, you compared it to Visitor Q. Visitor Q, yeah, and not in uh, style and or uh, content. <laughs> yeah. But it, it when people call Man Bites Dog stir- disturbing, it's because it makes you laugh at shit that should <laughs> not be funny. Yeah. Should not. <laughs> yeah, th- there's, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that you can't help not to laugh at because just the way it's presented to you, mm-hmm. where in movies 
like I am no one, there's nothing funny about that movie. No, no, no. I mean, there's funny parts, but it ain't a comedy. No, man, I really, like, I know a lot of people are going to disagree. Man Bites Dog is a black comedy. I mean, I had to agree in some sense. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't personally laugh at, but there's some stuff that I did. Um, so the plot of Man Bites Dog is pretty simple. Remy, who is a, uh, a filmmaker, a documentarian, him and his crew are following Benoit, which if you're a wrestling fan, is very ironic. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little too ironic. Um, who is a serial killer. Yeah, and well, a trend that's going to follow this entire episode is do not <laughs> follow serial killers. Don't follow serial killers. No. This movie and I am no one should show you that like <laughs> you should not make a documentary about a serial killer that you're actually following <laughs> that person. Yeah, especially if you have a team and, like, 500 sound guys. Oh, my God. We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, he just kind of takes them in and shows them what he does. And, in a way, it seems like they're, like, best friends. But, but you know that they just found this guy. Yeah, and, you know, talking about that, uh, that aspect of it is really cool because at times they do seem like really good friends and there's other times where... You know, they seem a little, like, not intimidated by him because he's scared, but being like, man, this guy's a dick. You know, oh like, he's an asshole. <laughs> he's he's very good at being a prick. Uh, a fun fact for you about this one uh, is that uh, Benoit's family that's in the film, I believe, actually was his fa- real family. Wow, really? And they had no clue what they were a part of. <laughs> they had no <laughs> clue that they were making a movie about Benoit being a serial killer. That's 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 all. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it is cool. Um, so you know the movie opens up with some murders. Oh, in particular, he kills a woman on the on a train. Would you like to hear some of my notes from this movie? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty early for a kill. Um, just murder constantly. Yeah. This guy is insane. All this guy does is kill and drink. Mm. He's a serial killer and a racist. <laughs> <laughs> um <Yeah>. poor granny <laughs> oh and um th- th- there's some other things that, that we'll get into later on yeah but those are just some of the funny notes i wrote down here so R- not on purpose but you, you get a feeling of who this guy is from the get to the go because you see him kill somebody and then he's sitting there with the body that he's about to throw in the water and he starts to, like talking about how you sink it yeah and he's like you know, a normal person is blah, blah, blah. A kiddo, his bones are poor, so you got to do two times the body weight. Mm. But midgets <laughs> are heavy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and he does it in such a way that's just so, like, to the point. <laughs> it's just like he's talking about, like, how you paint your walls. And yeah, that, pretty much. I'm pretty sure he mentions that, too. He's like, someone later on in the film, he's like talking about painting walls and stuff. And but. to me, that's when the tone for this movie is absolutely set. And that's why... I put my notes. It's the blackest comedy ever made. <laughs> yeah, like, it is funny. It's really funny. And also, I can't get over is how many people this mother ever killed. Right. If, <laughs> if Benoit was a real serial killer, if this guy was a real serial, yeah, he might have the highest body count ever because he's often people left, right, and center. <laughs> and something else is, oh my god, it's just like when you notice in a, in a town. That people are going missing. Well, yeah, but, you know, he's taking out isolated elderly people for the most part of it. You know what I mean? 
and mailman. <laughs> Mail. He starts his month off with a mailman. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting uh, idea. <laughs> you know. Um you know, and Benoit is this like he, he considered himself very intellectual. Which he, in reality he's just a prick. <laughs> he's just a prick. But uh, you know, he's very intellectual he tries he considers himself very intellectual, very artistic. He likes to box, which he's not good at, as no, we find out later on in the film. Um But you know, he's this guy who's like he he's living this like upper echelon style life and how he gets the money to do that is by killing old people <laughs> and yeah. taking their money. Yeah, which is <laughs> in reality, like if you think about it in a non movie sense in the dark comedy this movie is, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the first time we like like after he does the mailman, he starts talking about architecture. Yeah. Which he's all irritated by the architecture of this place. <laughs> and uh, that's when we get the first, like, inclination of, like, what he does. Because he goes to his old lady's place. And he's like, we're going to film you about living in an apartment. Yeah. Lady's starting to tell a story. Pulls a gun out. Sticks it in her face. Screams at her. Lady drops dead of a heart attack. Which, let <laughs> have a funny story. Well, while I was watching this, um, I was at my aunt's house, who also listens to this. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her and my mother were making cakes for, like, people because they do that as a, I guess, like, for, for money. And my mom walked over and saw the, the granny get scared to death. And she, and my mom got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, I'll put this in my... That scene bothers me, man. Yeah. It really gets to me every time I see it. I almost don't even like watching that part. Yeah, it, it does It does bother me, too, but it's just, I don't know. But it, I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know? It just made me laugh. And, and then again, just the way he talks about it, he's like, ah, oh, okay, man, I noticed she had some heart medication on the table. No, I wouldn't even have to waste a bullet on her. God. You know, and it's like, man, what a what a dick. You're like, He's just a dick. He's just a prick. Yeah. <laughs> he's someone that... He's so funny, like so so funny, and I guess charismatic. You can say that you don't want him to die, but at the same time, you're like, God, I want this prick to die. And uh, <laughs> you know, this is the first time when we get a look at the crew as like, what are these guys doing? Yeah, because he's like, here's the money, you take whatever you need to make the movie, and they're like, oh, thank you, buddy. You know? <laughs> and it's like, they're not like, what the hell? You know, like they're they're just okay with everything he does. They're so fine with it; it's insane. Like, they see all these people get murdered, and, like, if you go back to I Am No One, he sees two people get murdered, and he's like, I'm done. Right. Well, these people, they see probably, like, hundreds of people get murdered in this movie, and they're just like, eh. So, in my uh, amateur psychology of serial killers, which is, like, probably so wrong and ain't even funny, because (laughs) I do not know what I'm talking about, but it's fun to think about, Um, I think that Benoit is a product killer <laughs> spin the wheel <laughs> make the deal <laughs> he's de- i feel like he's definitely a product killer he's organized as well yeah he's a he's the definition of a product killer because uh later on in the film he kills a whole entire family in this suburb because he's dared by the crew <laughs> oh my <laughs> while God. they're drinking which is hilarious um cinema cinema you know <laughs> um sorry I, can't, I keep cutting you off <laughs> so you know he kills his whole entire family and they're looking through and they don't have any money hidden. Right? Yeah. And he's like, these poor innocent people that I just killed. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
that shows right there that that this guy is truly a product killer. It's not about the process because he does it real quick, real simple. Yeah, it's all about making them Benjamins, <laughs> or in this case, are they called? What are they called? Franks. Franks. Yeah, this is, a, this is a French movie. A French movie. Um. So yeah, I definitely believe that he is a. Uh, he's Prod- a product killer. Product killer. Yes. So, about that, about the time of. Uh, you know the grandma scene. Oh God! They go into his uh, hideout, right? Yeah. And this is where we start getting our first running joke of the film. <laughs> These people, who I'm not sure who they are. Do, do you remember the names of them? Because I do not remember. No, I don't think they have names. This guy just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Shoots the sound guy. <laughs> Kills him dead. Right. Yeah. And. uh they just like he, he constant like three times in this film he's just having a shootout with people who we do not know who they are. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the funny part is the the main director I guess is what he's. Oh, what Remy. He's, yeah, Remy. Like he, there's a scene like during the shootout he's like to our to our fallen uh, oh, sound man. Yes. Oh, uh, who's 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 uh, wife or girlfriend is yeah. b- bearing his child bearing right his now. Child. And what's really funny is it happens again in this film where the sound guy gets killed. And I'm pretty sure he used the exact same woman's name and he's like, who is bearing your child? <laughs> and I'm like, that is so funny. Like, that yeah. is great. It reminds me of uh, Spinal Tap and the drummers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's ludicrous. It's so funny. Oh, God. That the sound guy just keeps getting... Uh, he keeps getting offed. <laughs> And there's and this woman's constantly burying all those <laughs> children. <laughs> so yeah, that I love that. Um, you know, and then that and the scene when the first sound guy gets killed is when, like, you kind of get to see Ben uh, Benoit's uh, or Ben or whatever you want to call him his true sociopathism. He's like, oh, because he's like he's like he's sympathizing with him. He's like, hey, I'm sorry that your sound guy got killed. Uh, but let's let's just go get a drink, you know. And then he goes to taxi, and he's like, oh, I forgot I killed this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, well, that guy's dead. <laughs> oh, something I like to mention is in the movie, they, they have a type of drink called a dead baby boy. A dead baby boy, yep. <laughs> like, this is like a very interesting, like, beer drinking game, like, at a bar. Mm-hmm. It seems like you see people doing this, like, all the time, but I don't know. It's a tear of gin. Yep. Some tonic. Tonic. Then you take a sugar cube with an olive wrapped on it. You drop it in, sink it. Mm-hmm. Whoever's dead baby boy floats to the top first loses and has to buy the next round. Yeah. And that's how you play dead baby boy. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's cool. You know? I mean, um, I'm, for one, I'm way too drunk, uh, way too young to drink. Well. <laughs> so I couldn't do this even if I wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, uh, <laughs> you're just like, you better not do You better not do that. Um, so they, you know, uh, they murder the family. We talked about that already, which is another hilarious scene that shouldn't be funny, because it yeah. starts out so brutal, and then the kid <laughs> stuff starts happening, yeah. and like he's kicking Benoit in the nuts, and then he like starts choking the, and he's like, "That's only the third kid I ever do." There's just no money in him as he's yeah. smothering this guy. He's like, "Remy, get his legs." You know. <laughs> also, something I like to mention: there's a scene in, in there's a part in this scene that really bothers me. It's the neck. Oh, when he had when he has the sound guy to record oh, the God, cracking it's so in the neck. Gross. Yeah. Um, the, the, when the second sound guy gets killed, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, there's another camera crew with oh the God. other killers, which again is hilarious. So funny. It's so funny. Like he's like he takes the camera from the guy. He's like, look at this huge thing, Andre. Don't you want it? And he's like, ours is film. He's like, well, what is this? It's video. video. He's like, oh, okay. And he throws it on the ground. <laughs> and then he shoots the camera guy. And the director doesn't even look at the camera. He's just like, oh, and looking at the cam, just yeah. looking at the the camera. Which I thought was such a good touch. Oh, th- this movie has a lot of great things in it. It really does. Like it's so funny. <laughs> um, um, the birthday know. scene. We gotta talk about the birthday scene. Oh, oh no. Well, actually, actually, after that, they go like, they get another sound guy. <laughs> what are they giving these goddamn sound? I don't guys? know. Like that's the fascinating thing about this movie. Is like, where are they finding these guys? I thought they were just the, the one crew, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, they all get drunk doing the dead baby boy. Yeah. And then we get to a rape scene. Oh. That is not very funny. No, not in the least. It is actually really rough and one of the nastiest you'll, you'll see, you know. And the crew kind of loses control of themselves in this scene. Yeah. And you kind of see that, like, living in this world has kind of corrupted them into being just as bad as Benoit. Yeah, and... This scene, this scene, and the uh, the granny scene is the two hardest scenes. Yeah, for me that's to the watch. roughest scenes in the movie for sure. Um, the birthday scene, though. So Benoit oh God. Uh, ends up in the hospital due to a, a boxing accident, where he gets knocked out. It's so good. <laughs> um, and there's this guy there that from the get to the go he does not get along with. <laughs> yeah. And they're all having a good time laughing. The crew gives Benoit this new holster for his gun. He's testing. He's like, "Look how quick I can pull it out!" And then he just shoots the guy right in the head, and everyone's just like, oh, "Man!" And it's not even like, "Oh, I can't <laughs> believe you did that because you killed somebody." It's like, "God dang it, you ruined the party!" You know. Yeah, ben Walker <laughs> just there and eats his birthday cake. Um, so I don't want to spoil the end of the movie and what happens, but I will say, the cameraman, uh, the sound man, almost makes it. <laughs> <laughs> he barely made it. Almost made it. Almost made it. Yeah. Um, but overall, man, Manbot's Dog is one of my absolute favorite movies. It's so good. The first time I heard about it is uh, actually was actually from uh, Fred Vogel. Really, uh, he he talked about it in some interview, saying it was one of his movies and one of his favorite movies. And it's just this weird, pitch black, mean spirited comedy. We didn't even talk about the racist stuff in it. Oh god, which again, racism isn't funny. No, but. This scene the is the way it's presented. Is when funny. he says he buried two Arab people facing Mecca, of course, mm. I'm like, that is so wrong, <laughs> but so funny. Um, it's just like I said, it's I, I really believe it's the blackest comedy ever made. Yeah, and you remember the first time you heard about this? I heard about it on a YouTube channel called uh. Is it is it terrible reviews something like that? Horrible reviews. Horrible reviews. Oh, yeah. it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we mentioned him the last time. Yeah. <laughs> Check him out. I mean, he's, like he's, if you're into this good. kind of movies, he's a good source. I mean, I think he likes some of these movies. But at the same time, he, the way he acts in his videos is you like, can never tell. <laughs> yeah, you can never tell if he liked it or hated it because he's always like he's surprised. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's actually a good movie. Yeah, I was surprised. It's <laughs> like, well, well, what'd you think? It's gonna be shit. I <laughs> think it was garbage. He always thinks it's gonna be shit. But anyways, yeah, it's a good movie, man. It really is. Yeah. Like, I, I love really it. Enjoy it. I've watched it several times, and every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this movie. 
This was my second time viewing it. And it's it's so wrong, but it's so right. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies for sure. Love Manbot's Dog, so yeah. That's Manbot's Dog. The only edition I know of it right now is the Criterion DVD. And it's kind of lackluster for a Criterion mm. release. Hopefully one day it gets a really good special edition. Cinema. 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 <laughs> uh, so the last one, the big pop-a-pump. Pop pump. If well, this was the WWE Hall of Fame, this would be the this would be this year's uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't know the, all these movies. This is actually not my favorite of the three, so I don't know why we do it like this. But, but, well, we're about to take it from like the little bit of the funny stuff that was going on in Man by Stock. Not funny. We're about to take it down a level. Oh yeah. It's, this movie is. It's and this was okay. So this is the Poughkeepsie tapes from two thousand and seven. Which, to this day, the only way that you can get it legally <laughs> is VOD if you have DirecTV. Is it just DirecTV? I believe it's just DirecTV. And I don't even know if it's still on there. It has never gotten... Got, gotten... 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 It's never got a release. The film was made in 2007, but did not see a release until DirecTV in 2014. That is ridiculous. Seven years. And this was due to come out in theaters, which it blow. When I watch it, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's a shame we didn't go to theaters because hey, this I, movie is so good. It's good. Yeah. But there's no like, it. You know, it's definitely riding the train of the saws and the hostels. Oh, for sure. And I feel like that definitely has a reason why it didn't come out because you know, Hostel Two came out and didn't do so hot. Yeah. And probably gave everybody cold feet that these movies weren't going to be as good. But yeah, but the fact that it's never gotten a release, it's so weird. <laughs> like, I, I, and also, for the, for the people who made this movie to release the trailer, because you told me when the trailer came out, everybody was talking about it. Oh my god, yeah. I remember watching the trailer being like, this is creepy. This is freaking me out. <laughs> and for just to disappear off the face of the planet, pretty much. Just until, gone. Until, like, 2014, you said, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's heavily bootlegged. Uh, yeah. Heavily bootlegged. Maybe. I don't think we need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um. So the Poughkeepsie Tapes. What is the Poughkeepsie Tapes? Poughkeepsie Tapes is almost, it, what it seems like is like an A&E documentary about yeah. a serial killer. Absolutely. I mean, it is. That's what it is. It's a documentary about a fake serial killer. But it's not played to be fake. It's th- th- as though it's real, which I guess I didn't really need to explain that, but whatever. There's times in this movie where it seems legit. They do a good job in some some aspects. Yeah. And some others they kind of get off, and we'll yeah. talk about that. Um, but basically it's about a serial killer who, ki- I can't remember the dates of when he killed. I should have wrote those down. I think it was like... Um, was it 80s? 90s? 90s. I think it was like 93 to like 2001. Yeah. Um... And he committed all these murders, and he recorded them all, and eventually the cops discover the tapes, and the documentary's based around those tapes, and yeah. it's the name. The Poughkeepsie tapes. There's a great character in the movie who is like a criminal... Um, the Professor? Yes. I love him. <laughs> he's he's my favorite character. He's underused in this movie. Yeah. I, I put it up, put him in my notes multiple times, because I was like, God, he's so good. He's great. Um, so the movie just has a cold opening. It just says the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah. And we're in. Um uh, you know, they talk about they talk early on about like, you know, it takes a little bit for them they're kind of just talking about what happened. Yeah. 
first of all, before we get to the breakdown of what is on these tapes. And there's a really good character, too, where he's talking about how he uh, had to sit there and log every hour of the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah. And that's when we get the first, like, really cool, probably true-to-life idea um, is that this guy, we, before we even know him as a serial killer, we see him as a sexual deviant. Yeah. To an extent. I guess it's unfair to call people who like to bust in balloons to get the rocks off sexual deviants. It's just... But it is a bizarre fetish. It is a fetish. And, you know, a lot of these killers, killing is about a sexual release. Yeah. You know, for for example, uh, Richard Chase, who it was the vampire of Sacramento, he believed, oh he, he believed he needed to drink blood because he couldn't get his dick up. There's <laughs> <laughs> also, I think, I always mistake his name. I think it's like and- Andre, like... Chicatello. Oh, Andre Chicatello. Which, like, he went out on murder sprees constantly just to get his rocks off. Yeah, I mean, and so it's really cool that they put that into this film. Yeah. You know what I mean, because that's true to form. A lot of these guys are sexual deviants, you know. Yeah. In particular, a guy like Albert Fish. <laughs> oh, like my the, dear Lord. The sexual deviant, you know. We, we, need, we need to do a movie. We talk about a movie about him one day. There is here. a documentary based on Albert Fish oh that here is really good. Um, uh, so, you know, it talks about, like, you know, they don't know what set him off or how it got started, but one day, while driving down the road, he spots a little girl, pulls over, kills her. And this scene, the first time I watched it, really bothered me. It's pretty rough. I mean, it's pretty nasty, even though you don't see nothing. I mean, it's just the thought of it. Yeah, but uh, upon second viewing for me, I actually had problems with it because I was like, what's the likelihood that this guy would film his very first murder? Yeah. Because I mean, most of the time, like, when you look, like, let's take a guy like John Wayne Gacy, for example. Mm-hmm. His first murder, he says, was an accident. Yeah. You know, he was in bed. The, uh, he wakes up. This kid's standing over top of him with a knife. He takes it from him, shanks him. Turns out he was making him breakfast. Hmm. So a lot of times, but then he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And then he realized, oh, I enjoy this. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you know, I don't I don't believe that this guy would be aware enough to film his very first murder. I mean, yeah. I, 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 again. Like, I, like, during this, like, I try to have my own opinions about things, but at the same time, like, I have to, I have to agree with you here because mm-hmm. if you go by, like, actual serial killers, like, I hate, to get, I hate to get out, like... Especially if it was an impulse thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's all right. There, there was a group of serial killers in Ukraine who filmed their yes. kills, and they did not film their very first murder. Well, it's because, like, you know, they talk about being an impulse thing. Like, maybe he got an argument with a girlfriend. Maybe yeah. he had a bad day at a job. Why is he just out filming? I mean, that, that is a very good question. If this was truly an impulse murder, he wouldn't just be filming it. Yeah. But I mean that doesn't hurt the movie. It's just it's just a bit of like, kind of like confusing. And also, it's like I watched the footage on the VHS, and I think they do try a little too hard to make it look old. Yeah. Also, I, oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. it's okay. Um, I was watching this with one of my friends, who might might be on the podcast someday in the future. Yeah, probably. And. <laughs> I had to explain to him that this movie was fake. That's pretty cool. I mean, because the very beginning, because I was like, because I, I guess he forgot I told him that it was fake. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like we were watching it, and the this scene happens with the little girl, and he was like, "Please tell me this is not real." 
I did oh. that to a guy, one of my friends once, too, with the murder collection. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that, that's a good movie, I was too. like, it's all real. <laughs> I didn't tell him it was all real. <laughs> he just was like, he's like, please, Matt, tell me this is not real. I was like, it's not real. Don't worry. Um, I, I equate it to, like, the August Underground trilogy. Yeah. Where it's like the first one they really mess it up, make it look grimy and mm-hmm. dirty, and I feel it's distracting. Although I really love the original August Underground, which we will, we will definitely talk about August <laughs> yeah. Underground in the future. And then in Mortem, they got it right. Yeah, they got it on point. And there's, in my opinion, with Penance, <laughs> it just kind of looks... Well, it's the digital age, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Anyway, back to Pokemon tapes. tapes. Um, and, uh, you know, there's good, there's good stuff in here about serial killer psychology, too, that I really, really like. Because yeah. they talk about how his first murder, his first murder was sloppy. Mm. You know, it was messy. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't clean up after. Yeah, you know, and all these things. He um, also did it in broad daylight. Yeah, and then as he does it, he gets better and better and better and better. Yeah, and that that's you know, that is true. And you know, as we you know, we might as well go ahead and talk about this that we. You know, Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know, uh, just fell on the floor. Um, <laughs> You know, we talked about August Underground. I remember people being like, man, the mainstream is ripping off August Underground. Uh, and, you know, watching the movie, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, that's what this is. It's an August Underground ripoff. Yeah. But watch the movie. It's executed completely different than the August Underground. So. Oh, it's very different. Where August Underground is taken from the perspective of the killers. Of the this killers. Is from a documentary, people talking yeah. about the killers. And also, too, it's like, August Underground is made to be like, if you were walking down the street and you found a random VHS or DVD and you just popped it in, <laughs> that's what it would be. Yeah. You know? It wasn't that his original idea. That was his original idea, but again, we'll save that, that for the August Underground episode. Sorry. <laughs> um, That, you know, I don't feel like it's 100%. You know, if the director of this movie was like, I've never seen August Underground, I'd be like, liar. But <laughs> I, I don't think he completely ripped it off. You know what I mean? Because it's executed completely different. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the, the director of this movie saw Man Bites Dog. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> he has to, right? I mean, like, it's the it's the granddaddy of found footage movies in a way. You know what I mean? It and yeah. Cannibal Holocaust and Blair Witch. True. <laughs> you know, those are the three movies I feel like really, like, booted that genre. Yeah. Um. Again, I got in my notes the retired FBI profiler. He's the best. Oh, God. He's so good. He's teaching this class, man. And he's just a... Whoever played that guy is a great actor. Very good. Like, he's so good. Like, he's so captivating. I just wanted to watch a whole movie about him teaching this fake class. I wanted to be in his class. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have no teachers like this. And, like, what he says... the like I'm pretty sure it's the very beginning when he starts talking to his students. He's like, what you see here today will determine mm-hmm. whether you'll be here more than once. Right. And it's very interesting in the, in the clips they show. Like it doesn't again, it doesn't show a lot because it's supposed to be a documentary. Mm-hmm. But in though later on they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's a problem I have too. But we'll get to that. But um, the, the, there's the scene like it shows this one lady, and I guess, I guess like her entire torso was like cut off. Yeah, he cut her in half. Yeah, which is pretty disgusting. Pretty rough. I mean, the kill. Let's just talk about that. The kills in this movie, what you see of which is yeah. little. And I, I prefer when they don't show. Like, there's a whole montage of him, like, dismembering people. Yeah. That I that I don't like as much as when it's just kind of like... Him just doing... Insinuated. Yeah. Because it, it's far more disturbing when it's insinuated in this movie. 
Yeah, and in a lot of cases, that's with like a lot of movies. Yeah, and some you know, August Underground. It's all about the excess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but well, again, <laughs> what? Stop, August Underground. <laughs> I know, too good. Stay over there. <laughs> we'll get to you one day. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in this film, as far as like, like they this guy, these guys definitely that wrote the movie definitely did their research. Yeah. Because there's a whole part in the film where they're talking about how, like, he's probably going from county to county to county. Mm -hmm. And they're like, he's like, the counties just don't talk to each other. Yeah. And that is so true. There's so many cases where, like, if the counties would just communicate, like, hey, this guy, we got somebody here, he's, he's, this happened, this happened, this happened, it falls the same MO as something that happened over here, they could probably isolate this person easier and catch him. However, they just don't. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure that's actually how Ted Bundy like did his kills. Yeah, was that's how he how he got away with it for so long. But anyway, the scene with the professor when it when they show that video on the screen, the reaction on the students' faces are good. <laughs> it, it's spot on to what you'd probably think of like if it actually happening. So, um, eventually we get to. Uh, he kidnaps this girl named Cheryl Dempsey. Oh my god! And this is this is some this is some like Charles Ng Leonard Lake stuff. This oh god, hearing her name just brings dread to me. Yeah, right. Um, he kidnaps her. He tortures her. He just like brutalizes this woman, breaks her down. Mm. You know, forces her to call. You know, call really, him master. It's real. It's like toolbox murder stuff. Like it's very deviant in its execution, and it leads me to what I believe that the the Poughkeepsie tapes murder. If he was real, he is definitely a process killer. He loves the process of torturing and murdering people. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the entire film, his murders always consist of him torturing this person till till he wants them dead. And, and, like, there's a scene where, like, he's like, what's your name? And she's like, the way she's tied up mm. is haunting. Like, it is so... It is... Oh, yo, oh my God. Where she's got, like, her hair tied to her feet, man. And, like, her arms are like, oh, God. It, it's so hard to watch. And he's like, what is your name? And she says her name. And he, like, punches her in the ribs. Mm-hmm. That's not your name. Your name is Slave. Right. And, oh, my God. Oh. That is uh that I, I believe that is taken like straight from like Leonard Lake man, because uh. that's what Leonard Lake wanted. He wanted this like obedient, you know, sex slave to do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. Oh, <laughs> that that scene just disturbs me. It's brutal. Like it is very brutal. Like it is, it's hard to watch because <laughs> the because I'm on this show. I'm the person who's like make, who makes the posters for our. I was either going to use the picture that we have or that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a part two where like Cheryl's mother, oh my dear, is God. like you know campaigning like please help me find her right. Oh and then the killer goes up to her and talks to her. He says, "If you need anything, yeah." And this again, me. like that is not far from the truth. No, these people like. Especially a process, especially a process killer, a person that really loves mm-hmm. what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's not just about the killing; it's about the setting it all up, yeah. finding the right person, picking everything. You know, taking these people and doing what he wants with them. Pretty much, these p- types of people 
do what they want to do, and that's play God on these people. It's a ballsy move, though. Yeah. It's very... It's very risky. Another aspect, too, is like eventually he puts this mask on Cheryl. Oh, my God. That mask. That mask is pretty disturbing. I I hate that mask. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And it's like he's making it, literally making her into his sex doll. Which, oh God. He puts her in this French made outfit, put this lifeless mask on mannequin esque mask, a wig, you know. And pretty and keeps her in the attic. Yeah. Or a basement, I mean, sorry. Um Oh. You know, and uh, it's 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 rough. Eventually they get to this part where the the F, the retired FBI profiler yeah, you know he's talking about like keep your work at home, which yeah, I, which I thought was really interesting. But then he talks about um, interviewing Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. and this is taken straight from reality. This is actually true. Yeah, um, I believe it was the Green River Killer, which I can't remember his name now. Uh, Gary Ridgeway. Ridgeway, um, an FBI profiler did go talk to Ted Bundy, and Ted Bundy was like, um. Stay close to the graves because he's going back. Yeah, he's going back for post mortem sex. <laughs> <laughs> necrophilia. Oh, my, God, favorite disgusting. my favorite kind of philia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, second pedophilia. <laughs> oh my oh. God! No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, anyways, so that's true. Like that, that's taken straight from reality. That actually happened. Yeah, it wasn't for the Poughkeepsie tapes killer. It was the Green River killer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's real. I mean, it's crazy. And he was right. I mean, Ridgeway was going back to have sex with those corpses. Yeah, and it's, it's very gross. But they still. Got, man, we ain't talking about Ridgeway. Anyways, <laughs> we're talking about this guy. Yeah. So he has no name really. No. So the next big scene that happens that I feel like you gotta talk about is the Girl Scout scene. Oh my! I was about to get into that. Oh my Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. <laughs> this scene takes my anxiety and rams it up to a hundred. So, uh, these Girl Scouts are like, "Hey, you want to buy some cookies?" And he's like, "Yeah, come in." They're like, "Well, we're not supposed to do that." He's like, "Well, it's okay. I'm a cop." <sighs> right. God. So they come in and then they hear something. Mm. And he's like, "Oh, I got a raccoon." Would you like to come down into my basement? Would you like to come down into my basement and see it? And I'm just like, it's bone chilling, man. Yeah. And, and like, I don't want to oversell this movie necessarily because, like, you know, it's got its mixed reviews. Some people don't like it. Some people do. But when you think about this as reality, like, if you're thinking about you're actually watching, like, a real tape, that is horrifying to know that yeah. your child was that close. He, that that cl- And... Okay, is it okay if I say this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, and then when the kids leave, thank 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 God, right? <laughs> and closes the door, and he pulls the sheet off the quote unquote table. table. Yeah, and it's it's Joe Dempsey. Oh He's my the God. table. <laughs> it's, it's it's horrible. It's so bad. Like it is so disturbing. Like when you think about it as like reality, because like I said, you know, and this movie does have its you know, it's uh. Mixed. It's a mixed bag with people. People, some people like it, some people don't. Um, so then we get to this part of the movie where they think they catch the Poughkeepsie tapes killer. Oh, and my I think God. this is gonna divide us. I personally don't like it. 
Because <laughs> it's like, this guy is not going to wait 10 years. No. Like, there, a lot of times, you know, the killer will kill, you'll have a cool-off period, and then he'll come back. Well, I mean, if you think about this, I'm pretty sure BTK had a long cool-off period. He did, but not mid... Yeah. Mid-run, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because killers only ramp up. Mm. They don't slow down. They cool off, they do. But they don't ramp up, you know what I mean? No. He did eventually actually kind of like stop. Yeah. In a weird way. And... <laughs> Again, we're not, we're not talking about actual serial killers. We're talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. God dang it. <laughs> um, and, like, th- this, this scene's pretty chilling, too, because... It, it brings me back to I Am No One with the ending of that movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's okay if I tell, talk, talk about this part. Which part are we talking about? Talk, we're talking about the... The false conviction? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Is it okay if I go into detail about it? Or? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, They find this guy, Jack Foley, who has, like, blood samples of, like, the some of the victims. Which, this. that's another thing I have a huge problem with. It's like, how would he... How did he get this sample? Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know about this stuff. You know, how can this guy... That's one of my big problems with the, with the movie. It's like, how can this guy be the absolute perfect serial killer? Yeah. He's a lunatic. He's killing people. He's wearing Shakespeare clothes and, you know, and, and plague doctor masks. Yet somehow he's an absolute genius. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... It, and the people... The person he convinced is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And his name is, I think his name is Jack Foley. I think so. Hold on. I, I didn't write that down. I, in my notes. I, I just put, like, the false convention stuff was interesting. J- James Foley. James Foley. Uh, and James Foley gets uh, accused of something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. And he... Which is very much like the West Memphis 3, except for how it plays out, you know. Yeah. And... He pleads innocent all the way up to his death. Right. And then on the day of his execution, he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. And they just go through with the execution. Yep. And then they think they got him. And then in the mail, one of the police officers that worked on the case gets a map. Yeah. And yep. says, you missed one. Yep. And they find out they didn't actually find the killer. Nope. He's, asked, he's still at large. They killed the wrong man. Mm-hmm. It also said something else funny about this. I was watching it with my friend. His yeah. Name is, his name is Doug. <laughs> and he he told me, oh, that's that's the killer, right? And I was like, yeah, that, that's him. He's like, oh, okay. And then it says, James Foley was an innocent man. He looks at, he looks, looks blankly at the TV. He's like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. You mean Pat the NES Punk's dad was innocent? <laughs> <laughs> a pretty, pretty obscure reference there that a lot of people won't get. But. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then we get to this, this another like awesome scene where he picks this woman up in a cop car. How do you get the cop car, though? That's my question. Uh, is it James Foley? Maybe he is a cop. They never said he wasn't a cop. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> and though he says he's not a cop. Yeah, but, I mean, shit. He's a serial killer. Well, why, why would he say he was a He ain't gonna say it. Um, no. And he just, like, it, like, it starts out all like, oh, this is what it's like to be back here. Huh? <laughs> oh, I think we took the wrong turn. And he's like, why, why, why do you think I'm a cop? I never <laughs> said I was a cop. Mm-hmm. And he just ramps up and ramps up and ramps up. And then, like, he's like, what I'm gonna do is... 
I'm going I'm going to rape you. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're uh I think if you're a good girl, then I'll let you go. Which is BTK. That is BTK. Mm-hmm. That's what he used to say, you know. And he, she's like, okay. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna believe you. And then, and then she's like, I, I will, I will. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the things I'm gonna do to you, you mean you both wish you were dead, right? <laughs> that, that when I heard that line, I got chills. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's where the tapes. End. Yeah. You know, they find uh, where he lives. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He he pulled the he pulled the Charles Lake and disappeared. Yep. So I keep referencing that movie. It's so good. It's good. Uh, he's gone. They find the tapes, and that's you know the movie kind of ends where it begins, except for one scene, which I don't want to spoil. Oh. You just gotta watch the movie. I will say this: they interview, they find. Cheryl Dempsey, still alive. And then they interview her. Oh, my God. And I don't want to oversell it. But the first time I watched it, it legitimately chilled me. I, I, I don't... Oh, I think... The, look at my arm right now. I know, I know. <laughs> like, it is legitimately disturbing. Oh. Like, I was sitting there watching it with my friend Doug, and he sat there in silence. I was, it's messed up. And this movie is very cerebral in its disturbing stuff, yeah. Le- rather than overtly gory. But um, this, the, this part is it's haunting. Out of all three, this is one of the hardest things to watch. You know, the second time around, it didn't hit me quite like the first time because you know yeah. I knew what was coming. But man, I legitimately for days thought about that scene and was like, "That was so well done." After the movie was over with, you, you I mean. We talked about that scene. That's all we could talk about. And I sat here in my room, because we, we were about, both about to go to bed and whatnot, and I, and I sat here for at least an hour, thinking about that and hoping someone wasn't going to be at my door. Right. <laughs> it's it's a crazy, crazy scene. And the, the girl who plays Cheryl Dempsey, bravo. Good job. Very good job. I mean. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that kind of wraps up Poughkeepsie Dapes. Yeah. The first, you know, the first thing I want to say is like, I know this movie is very divisive. Yeah. You either love it or you hate it. Mm. I personally really, really like this movie. This, I, I love this movie. <laughs> I think it's really good. I can't, like I said, I, with how extreme and vile it is, I cannot believe that it was ever meant to go to theaters. And I know this was, like I said, this was made around the time of Hostel and Saw. But it's it's beyond those movies because it, yeah. it it hits you more cerebral than those movies do. Those movies are just gory, you know. This is like August Underground in this aspect that it like it 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 hits you deeper, yeah. you know. Like the thing about this movie is, and compared to those, like when it comes to the Saw movies, there's there's nothing really. They're very gory, yeah, and violent, and bleak. Yeah, but they're not disturbing. Because to this extent, I don't yeah, think. Uh, they're just not as cerebral, and and I don't want to shit on Saw and Hostel. If you like those kinds of movies, that's perfectly fine. You know, yeah. I get, I love good gore movies too. You yeah, know. Um, I think the first Saw, I think, oh, the first Saw is great. Yeah, I like the first two Saws. Yeah, a lot. Right, and I mean, I'll, I'll talk about those movies and I'll, I'll praise them because I, I think they're really good movies. Yeah, we're not shitting on those movies. They're just not like this movie goes beyond that. 
and and it hits you. It doesn't make you like cringe because like the pain because it, it does do that, but it also is like makes you think about it for days. Right. It's just a deeper, more psychotic style of movie than. I feel like if this movie actually did go to theaters, then people would be walking out silent. I don't think people would have liked it, man. I, I no. really think they've been like, that's too much. Yeah. That went too far. You know what I mean? Yeah, like out of all the movies that we, we've talked about tonight and whatnot, this this one, just because just that last scene is the most disturbing. Yeah, it's And that's crazy because this was supposed to be a mainstream release. And it's oh. like Sinister almost. It was like, and you know, oh my goodness. we're divided on Sinister. I'm not that big of a fan of it. You like I it. Lo- I love that movie. But I remember sitting in a the theater and watching the hanging scene and being like, that is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm sitting in a the theater watching <laughs> this. <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, again, you can compare these two movies because the tapes, it does show quite a bit in some some parts. Yeah, too much in some parts. But in a lot of times they don't show a lot, mm-hmm. and that's something with Sinister as well. It doesn't show everything that happens. With yeah, Sinister, with Sinister Two, it went very wrong. It showed everything, and it mm. sucked. I, I didn't watch movie. Sinister Two. I hated Sinister Two. Um, yeah, man, like, give it a shot. Give the Pokeepsy tapes a shot. I mean, the worst thing that you can say coming from it was I didn't like. I it. didn't like it. You know what I mean? I didn't get the same reaction to it. You know, and sometimes movies just stick with certain people differently. Yeah. You know, like, let's take uh, a movie we're definitely going to talk about in the future, Martyrs. I haven't seen it. I absolutely love Martyrs. I watched it with my sister, and she had the exact opposite reaction. And it's crazy that we have such similar taste, Mm -hmm. yet we had such polar opposite reactions to a movie. And that's the same thing with any movie, you know, especially one like the Poughkeepsie tapes. You're either going to be like, I'm in it, or something's going to happen that immediately takes you out, and you're just not going to get with it. Yeah. And that's fine. That uh, you know that doesn't disparage you or the movie. You know. But yeah, when, when it comes to the, like you're talking about the Saw movies, the with there, the, there's more. It's more about the pain aspect. Yeah, it's all about like I can't. Oh, ew, ew. You know. Yeah, where this one, it's like, oh my god. Like it's just like this stuff actually happens. And it's this just, happened to people. Just dark. You know. It's, it, it's hard to get through. Every time I watch it, and I've watched it twice now, I'm like, I cannot believe this was supposed to go wide. <laughs> And where the the other two movies we talked about, they have some funny parts in them. Hey, there's there's nothing, nothing funny. There's in this nothing. Movie. The closest thing that's funny in this movie is the guy talking about the saws and like how awkward he is. Yeah. Other than that, it's not. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not it's, a good time. <laughs> no. If if you could like rate this movie on like how dark it is, this is a hunk of coal, <laughs> right? It's like like on the on the brutal scale, it's not quite a Dora. <laughs> <laughs> well, but for a mainstream release, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how did this movie almost get a release? I don't like know. This? It's crazy. Like it is crazy, oh. and maybe that's why I got shelved. Maybe someone watched it and was like, I can't, we, no. we can't do this mainstream. We can't take this live. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely for sure. Check out all three of these movies. All three of these movies are super solid, you know. And check out everything we've talked about. Yeah, we're not gonna steer you wrong. No, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you not to go check out a movie. But I mean, Angels Melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say watch Angels Melancholy. Yeah, watch it at least once. Make your own mind up on it, you know, and uh, just make sure to pick a day that you don't have to go to work. Right. Or anything, so yeah, man. Manbot's dog. I am no one. Poughkeepsie tapes. Three movies about serial killers that don't actually exist. 
that are very good. <laughs> the, like I am a fan of all three of these movies. Me too. Me too. And as I said, check them out. Like with Pokemon, it's gonna be a little harder. <laughs> yeah, but the last time I saw, you know, and I don't like supporting bootlegging yeah. necessarily, but sometimes they just don't give you an option. Exactly. And when that's the case, go for it because watch the movie. You know, that's <laughs> what it was made for, and it was on YouTube. Yeah, if it's still that we uh, we don't know if it's still there or not. But if it is, uh, you know, check it out. And if, if anyone listening to this. Is like behind like the like the producers and stuff of Pokemon tapes. Please get a release out there for this. Please. It is at this point. I wonder if how bootlegged it is doesn't scare them to even try to release it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're like, who was gonna buy it? Because everybody owns it. Which I don't necessarily think is the case because fans are going to be like, oh cool, I want it. Yeah. You know, like take uh, Psycho the Snuff Reels, for example, a movie. Yeah. We'll, I know we said this a lot tonight, a movie we'll talk about. <laughs> you know, Massacre really took a big risk. Oh, yeah. Because that's another super heavily bootlegged film, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, putting it out is risky because it's like, there's a chance that the people who own that bootleg are like, my bootleg's enough. Yeah. But I feel like it's done well for them, so, you know, the risk paid off. But, yeah, like, I understand it's a risk, but I'm sure there's fans out there that will buy this. I know... Collectors will buy it. Yeah, I know as soon as I'm able to get money, and if this came out during that time, I would totally buy this. Exactly. So, yeah, you can get uh, I Am No One at Jab Pictures mm-hmm. easily. Just Google Jab Pictures, and you got it. Not expensive. No. Their stuff is not expensive, and it's quality. Manbot's uh, Dog. Dog is on a Criterion release. It, I, I'm pretty sure it's still in print, and I'm actually pretty sure you can get it for fairly cheap. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, Poughkeepsie Tapes is the hardest one to get a hold of, but it was on YouTube. And, I mean, you you can find it. Yeah. It, it's just going to be a harder search for than these. Yeah. So, that's episode two. And episode three, what will it be about, John? On episode three, we're going to kind of take a step away from disturbing a little bit. And just weird. And get into some weirdness as we talk... Tetsuyo. The Tetsuyo Trilogy. Tetsuyo the Iron Man, Tetsuyo the Body Hammer, and Tetsuyo... The Bullet Man. Hell yeah. Uh, Tuskamoto's insane trilogy. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, can't wait I don't believe it. you've seen any of them. I'm, yeah, this will be the first. I think this is. No, no, no. Because the first episode, I went into it pretty much blonde. This will be the, the second uh, set of movies that I went into blonde. Never seen them. Yeah, I've never seen either of these movies. Uh, they're, I love them. I'm going to go ahead and spoil a little bit. I love them. <laughs> Uh, weirdest superhero movies you'll ever see. <laughs> Zebraman's up there, by the way. Huh? Zebraman has to be up there. Yeah, but this one's like, like it's not really a superhero movie, but you can almost like it's almost like a cracked out Power Rangers in a way. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Tetsuyo, go watch them and come back. We're gonna try to get this out every two weeks. Every two weeks. It'll be a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. Just subscribe on iTunes if we can get it on YouTube. We'll draw. Yeah, I ain't really worried about it, though. If you do. We're on SoundCloud. Just search Sick on Cinema. Same thing for iTunes. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Rate us. Review us. That helps us out. Spread the word if you like it. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, email us. SickOnCinema at gmail.com. Any suggestions for episodes, also email us. Absolutely. And eventually we'll probably have we'll get a Facebook page out and an Instagram and all that goodness. Yeah. But for now, the best way to get a hold of us is email and just subscribe, rate, and review. 
Well, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Yeah, sure, we'll sign off. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward silence. <laughs> I am John. I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. cinema.